Hey everyone, Cullen here letting you know that there's no cold open this week. We had one originally recorded, but when we recorded the cold open, we didn't record the intro. So what you are going to hear now is what was supposed to be the new segment plus the intro where we went over the Venice and Tiff lineups as we have them so far. And it went so long that we decided to make it its own episode. So there's references to the future and Andy's apartment that happen. And all of that will make sense later. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to Can I Kick It? This is a podcast about film festivals. My name is Jesse Catherine Weber, and I'm joined by... Colin Ashley. Emilio Diaz. We are in the future. Andy is on vacation. I am in my home. Soon, I'll be back in Andy's apartment. But we've got a lot of news to go over. We are the worst podcast of all time. (laughs) (laughs) We are. We're in the the future future. with the with with relative to the rest of the episode. We're in the future. (laughs) Yeah, it goes unspoken that we're in the past with relation in relation to our listeners because that's always the case with a podcast. But yeah, yep, news, Venice, Tiff. A little bit of New York, some other stuff. There's there's so much. Uh, let's start with going back to uh, Can, mm. uh, and a movie that I'm sure will play some of the fall festivals, but uh, is not in the TIFF lineup yet. And that's the one that could have been announced. Uh, the Sweet East uh, has been bought by utopia films perhaps the most obvious fit of all time uh they've of course released uh the scary of 61st sharp stick uh we're all going to the world's fair el planeta uh they've Mm. got a brand uh the article did say that they are eyeing a fall release so maybe we'll you know even if you're not at a festival where it's playing uh Maybe you'll see it soon. Uh, keep an eye out. And then... Uh, I guess we can start with the festival that's happening first. Tiff made an, made the first announcement this week, but then I think... Uh, uh, you know, Venice, Venice took the headlines. Uh, sure. Let's just go, well, you know, we'll go through that as quick as we can. Uh... Too many movies in competition. There's 23 of them. They're, uh, none of them are short. Many of them are very long. There's six Italian movies. Uh, and yeah, a lot, you know, a lot of it's stuff that was expected. Uh, one that was not expected. Uh, is a, a mad, new Mads Mikkelsen movie uh, by the director uh, who directed him in A Royal Affair a number of years ago. Uh, and then I think made some stupid English language movie that, uh, I'm not remembering. Uh, speaking of stupid English language movies, they did put Dogman in competition. Uh, the Luc Besson movie with Caleb Winbury jones Uh, Dogman looks like Dogwater. Oh <laughs> yeah, dog shit. Didn't someone yeah. have this on there? Or no, no one picked it. No, no one picked it. Because, no. you know, there'd been the rumors of, like, ooh, they're going to put it in competition, but... I, I think what know, I'm thinking I of is like... when someone picked the Garone and we talked about that he made a movie called Dogman. That's right. Which one? Best Actor. Yes. Uh, it can. Also one Best Actor it can? 
Caleb Landry Caleb Jones. Jones. Sure, yes, for Nitro. Yeah. Which came out? <laughs> yes. Uh, perhaps an AMC Plus original. Uh, it, it was, uh, Caleb Landry Jones apparently was so convincing in Nitrum that during the press conference, uh, Alberto Barbera referred to him as an Australian actor. That's funny. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, The Beast, the Bertrand Bonello film with Lea Seydoux and George McKee. Uh. Okay. I think it's McKee. Whoa. I, that's I what I've Mackay? Mackay? Wow. <laughs> it's I Mackay? Mackay? M A C K A Y. He's who you think we're talking about. The guy who's in 1917 Captain and Captain uh, Fantastic. Wolf or whatever that was called. Wolf, of course. Uh, yeah, we've talked about this movie plenty. Bertrand Bonello. Uh, I think what? I picked this one, no? Yep. Yeah, we'll, we can points. go through the uh, the points at the end the current yeah the current rankings um stefan brise has a new movie uh with guillaume canet and alvaro Orbacher. he's been in both venice and Cannes competition i uh this movie was in kind of a similar category to xavier legrand of like french movies director has been in uh venice competition but unclear if it will be done uh, and I made the wrong selection. Because uh, Legrand is not here. Uh, Pietro Castellito, second film that I did pick. One of the Italian movies. Enea, he is the lead of the movie. Uh, looks like his father's in it as well. Uh, Maestro. I guess this is the kind of over-narrative is... Uh, after <coughs> Challengers being pulled, which had maybe just happened when we last recorded, I think. Uh, that apparently was the only thing that got pulled, and you can see that there are many uh, high-profile English-language movies in competition uh, that make sense that they would have been first choices. Uh Priscilla, which we knew is a North American yep. premiere at New York. I think we uh, that was announced after we recorded, so they've got that. Uh, and it's also here. Uh, Finalmente La Alba, the Saverio Costanzo film that we've talked about with Lily James and Willem Dafoe and Rachel Sinat. Yes. Joe Keery Joe in, the in the thumbnail. <laughs> yeah. And Albo Walker. Yep. Uh, Comandante, the new opening film with Pier Francesco Favino, big Italian actor. Uh, Lubo, uh, another movie Colin picked, uh, directed by Giorgio Deridi, so an Italian film, but starring Franz Rogowski. Uh, this is the really long one. It's like just under three hours. Uh, one, yeah, one of two, like, huh's, uh, origin, the Eva DuVernay film, uh, which it, it, it's cast, which is the adaptation she's doing, that she did of the, uh, Isabel Wilkerson book, uh, which it sounds like is, like, about Isabel, Anjanae Ellis Taylor is playing Isabel Wilkerson researching the book. Uh, which was announced as a Netflix film, but I uh, when it was announced it was shooting, but now it sounds like maybe DuVernay and Netflix are no longer working together. Uh, so not... Because I think uh, Barbara did refer to it as an independent film, which is obviously important at the moment. Sure, yeah. Uh, the Killer, The Fincher... We're, you know, we're looking forward to it. Uh, and Emilio, I feel like, says, uh, has a point to make about the killer. Uh, felt he we was drafted, dismissed. We drafted Venice movies. I took Killer as my number two pick. I got a lot of pushback. People being like, no, he's a NIF guy. It'll be at New York. I, I, I have not listened back, but I disagree with this characterization. I do remember be, saying that it was too high to pick it but not like by a lot like it was gonna get picked you just could have 
taken the things you took in the later rounds there or that someone else took and left that on the board for several more rounds. Uh, it was a reach, but it paid off fine. You know, sometimes sometimes you pick for talent, sometimes you pick for fit. That's all I'll say. Mm-hmm. Uh, picking for fit usually doesn't work out well. Uh, memory, the Michelle Franco movie, which they're being like weirdly mysterious about. Uh, with Chastain and Peter Sarsgaard and Merritt Weaver, Weaver and Elsie Fisher. Harper, Josh yeah. Charles. Yeah, a lot of people in this. Uh, Yo Capitano, the Garone. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other one that, when it was announced, it was like, what? Uh, Ryusuke Hamaguchi, a friend of the show, has a new <laughs> yeah, film. Yeah, past guest. <laughs> uh, Evil Does Not Exist. Uh, he actually has two new movies. There's another one that's premiering at, uh, I think, the film festival in Ghent later in the fall. That yes. It sounds like they are uh, made of the same footage. And it, it initially, the, the impetus of the project was uh, Eiko Ishibashi, uh, who did the score for Drive My Car was approached by a producer about just, like doing something that had a film element to it as well uh, and she went to Hamaguchi and so I think the other movie is more that that is like silent video that she's going to do a live score for uh, and then this is just a movie that he ended up making uh, with that footage uh, yeah. a short one for him yeah, I mean, it's the same length as uh, Wheel of Fort- Fortune, I feel like, rough. Maybe that's closer to two hours, but, like, uh, is also not super long. You know, he does the super long ones, and then he does plenty of uh, normals as well. Uh, Agnieszka Holland, uh, Polish director, uh, who's made many movies, uh... Tim Kroger, uh, The Theory of Everything, is a movie that I think I was somewhat dismissive of having appeared in the uh, Variety article as being something that might be in competition. Not that I was like, that couldn't happen, but just I was like, I feel like someone else would have this, but, it, you know, this is the kind of thing that just happens in Venice. Uh, Barbera was really talking it up. He was like, it's like Hitchcock, it's like Lang, it's like Wells. Uh, I think there's maybe a trailer that I haven't looked at. Uh, German movie. Uh, Poor Things, uh, The Lanthimos, we've got a runtime. It's well over two hours. Still looks bad. Uh, El Conde, the Larain, which we've talked about plenty. Uh, very cool still. Maybe he's back. This still's been out for a while, I think, though. Quite possibly, yeah. Um, yeah, it's the Pinochet vampire movie. Ferrari, which is also closing the New York Film Festival. Yeah. Uh, that's a North American premiere there, which is not surprising. Uh, Stefano Salima, director of uh, Sicario Day of the Soldado, uh, here in wow. Venice competition with uh, Adagio, starring again Pier Francesco Favino, as well as Tony Servio. Uh, Chips to the the sickos who love that guy, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, sure. uh, did not know Patrick Dempsey was in Ferrari. That's awesome. Yep. That's been a, lot of a bunch of I, maybe weird I just I had Ferrari. not retained yeah. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Kobe, race car yeah. driving background. Kobieta Z, directed by uh, Malgorzada Sumoska and Mikhail Englert. Uh, another Polish film. Uh, Joanna Kulig has a supporting role in it. Sorry, did I interrupt something else about uh, Ferrari? No. Uh, yeah. And then Holly is the last movie directed by, uh, I did not look up how to pronounce this name, Fien Trok, uh, Belgian filmmaker, uh, who had a movie in Orizonte, I think, several years ago. Uh, so yeah, I th- and 
I guess there's a bunch of stuff that isn't in competition yeah. that's also... Especially the outing competition, the... The Woody Allen, the Polanski. Allen and Polanski, of course. And Friedkin. Uh, the, yeah, Friedkin made Complete his... The, yeah, like, I remember the, hearing, uh, it's another one that I, like, remember hearing was in the works earlier in the year, but didn't know was, like, done uh, with Kiefer Sutherland and Jason Clark. Yes, the Kane Mutiny Bounty. Yep. Uh, 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 Robert Altman did a Kane Mutiny Bounty adaptation back yep. in the day. Yeah, for HBO, I think, and this one's for Showtime. Game Mutiny, uh, uh, Court Martial, excuse me. Yes. Um, the, it sounds like yeah. only the, like, main short, Henry Sugar, the longest one, uh, mm-hmm. is gonna be there. Uh, given that the runtime's listed at 39 minutes, uh, I think we already said Society of the, maybe we didn't, Society of the Snow, the, uh, J.A. Bayona film is the closing film. That's an Andy point. Uh, Dali, uh, yep. Cullen point. Uh, doo, 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 doo. That was such a win. That's a Link l- Dali show. <laughs> uh, Link later. Yeah. Link the later. Yep. With, with, with a with a still. Yep. Also at Tiff. So is it is it now officially titled Hit Spaceman? It seems so. Okay, I guess they needed to to differentiate from uh, yeah the video game. Yep. Yeah. Agent Forty Seven. Agent Forty Seven. Yeah. Who played uh, Hitman the second time? Because is it? Rupert it was. Uh, uh, who was it? Something like that. Yeah, it's Elephant the first we time. We need to spend this much time on this. Uh, Cedric Kahn has another movie after having Rupert a movie Friend. in. Yeah. Uh, director's Fortnite, uh, starring Denis Har- Villeneuve. Oh, Harmony Corrine. Yes. Yep, Harmony Corrine. Uh, it's not the Travis Scott music video that's going right. to be in theaters this week that was uh, listed as an A24 release, and then A24 says they have nothing to do with it. Uh, that's Korean and Noe and Refin. <coughs> uh, this yeah. is a feature, uh, Agro Drift, Drift with a One. Uh, uh, Pema Seddon's last film released posthumously. Uh, it's not like he did finish it very shortly before passing away. Uh, the big documentary is uh, the Wise Men, yeah. which is four hours long, about the awesome. restaurant. Yep, we're psyched. Uh, there is also a Ryuichi Sakamoto, uh, a film of his last performance that I think his son directed. Uh, did uh, you mention the um, new Ross Brothers? That's in Orizonte. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that there, there's a few things in in Horizons. Uh, this is going way too back, but it is, I I'm now looking at the cast for the Roman Polanski movie, and it is funny yeah. that John Cleese and Mickey Rourke are in it. Yeah, yeah it's so funny. <laughs> yeah. I remember Mickey Rourke was shooting something with him. He was like, yeah, posting on Instagram about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a couple of TV shows. Uh, one of them uh, that it sounds like just Melissa Bonnick was the showrunner of uh, did Quo Vadis Ida, but they're only showing two episodes of that, uh, and she didn't direct either of those at least. And then one that uh, Xavier Giannoli did that they're showing all 12 episodes of uh, that uh, Vincent Landon is the lead of. Uh, it sounds like uh, that is one of two projects that this festival that uh, Gaspar Ullier was supposed to be in. Uh, I think this is what he was like actively shooting uh, when he passed away and had to be replaced by Niels Schneider, uh, who's also in the Woody Allen. Another uh, and they're both another... in Sybil. Sure, yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, Horizons, as we mentioned, there's a surprise. Uh, the Ross Brothers made a movie, which uh, 
the Barbera described as their first fiction film, and then the way he described it, it just sounded like what my impression of uh, uh, Bloody Pocket, Bloody, what is, Bloody no, yeah, of that, uh, which is you know some documentary elements, but you know mostly scripted. Did you watch uh, Bloody Nose Empty Pockets? I never did. Uh, it's a good one. Yeah, no, no. There's other other stuff that I've kind of heard maybe sounds interesting. Goran Stalevsky always already has another movie. Did uh, Of an Age and uh, that other. He's a Macedonian director. He did that movie with Numi Rapace that like got a kind of big theatrical release. It was maybe Neon. Uh, Shinya Tsukamoto has another movie. Has been in competition relatively recently but uh is here in horizons and then yeah they uh, they, they they've added the horizons extra section which is one of uh you know, it's another like i don't understand what this section is uh but uh there's some like random movies that actors directed uh jack yeah. houston got joe pesci to be in his movie that stars michael pitt uh, there's a, an Irish movie with Liam Neeson, uh, Julian Schnabel's son made a movie with Willem Dafoe and Peter Sarsgaard. Uh, there's the, uh, Venice Immersive section yep. with the Wallace and Gromit, uh, in the Grand Getaway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hour-long immersive experience, I guess. I know, it's an hour-long, that's funny. It's an hour-long is crazy. <laughs> 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 Hey, uh, we're, we're sending Andy to Venice, uh, but yeah. just to cover the immerse, the VR section. Um, <laughs> but wearing the headset in the gondola. Maybe there's a lot, maybe there's a lot of just like downtime in it, so you can like walk around. Yeah, it. I don't know. Maybe. Just like walking around a room. <laughs> well, the guy just going, jeez. Yeah, that. Yeah, the the hour isn't like the amount of time that you have to spend on it. It's the amount of time that they'll give you before they kick you out. Yeah. Uh, they they think it's gonna be like Avatar, where no one wants to leave. <laughs> No one wants to leave the clay Ardman world. <laughs> Why haven't they done a VR avatar thing yet? Maybe Cameron oh. hates VR. Well, I believe that we don't need to get into it. At Avatar Land, I believe one of the rides is a sort of headset immersive thing. Is that wrong? Maybe. That may be right. I don't think so. The one that's like on the... Where you're like supposed to be on the Banshee, isn't that... With a headset? No, no, that's like you said. It's like a huge like screen and you're like sat on a seat. Yeah, maybe I'm. It's like immersive, but it's not like a VR thing. Um, sure, yeah, they should do it. Um, maybe that would finally be the thing to get VR off the ground. Get yeah, getting kicked out of getting kicked out of Venice because I tried to put the fake Wallace and Gromit cheese in my mouth. You're gonna say something else uh, about uh, we don't need to get into it. Uh, what um, anything else in Venice? Uh, I mean, sure. There's lots of things. Well, Venice, yeah, there's but, a ton of shit. Yeah, nothing else that stuck out to me. A friggin' gondola. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah, Tiff had the day before announced their special presentations and galas, which. We can just say, compared to Venice, quite <laughs> underwhelming. JV squad type beat. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I, you know, I, 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 I said that uh, I am, like, less, I, I intellectually am, like, the gap is bigger this year than it was last year, but it feels less big to me because last year White Noise Count is, like, five movies for me. Uh, but, like, certainly, you know, the the list last year of, like, big stuff that was in competition at Venice that uh, they didn't have at uh, TIFF was White Noise and then Bardo, Blonde, Tar, uh, which Tar, obviously, big L for them. But mm-hmm. then uh, 
Uh, Bardo, of course, is an even bigger L, but not one that they could have realized. Uh, and then Blonde, no one likes and is bad. Uh, but, you know, those would have been, like, big, buzzy... All, all four of those would have been, like, big, buzzy. People would have been excited to see those this things. There's something I meant to ask you, Jesse. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we should talk about this before we talk about this lineup or after. But, uh... I think in my mind, I've been, I've been blaming a lot of this on like Tiff leadership, but I guess I've been thinking: Do people just not want to go to Tiff? It is that I is that also a part of the I problem? Mean, like I I I guess I guess either way, it's a problem of the leadership, right? But yes. I guess it's like: Are they choosing not to show things, or are people, people saying just being no. like no? I am very. I think it's got to be a mix. Uh, cause like, there have always been like a few of these things, but usually it would be like, because they have a gala slot at New York, you know, like Priscilla or Ferrari, like if it were just those two, that would be normal. The fact that they then also don't have, uh, uh, Bradley Cooper, David Fincher, or, you know, all these things that, like, might get, like, a big, you know, some kind of slot at New York, but they're not going to have that gala because those are all filled. Uh, and I could have kept going, probably. And, like, that there are also big non-English language things, and there's big things from Cannes that some of them might be in uh, Centerpiece, which is what they're... I think they probably changed the name of contemporary world cinema to centerpiece so that it seems less weird when they put like big can movies in there that aren't in English. So like, I don't know, we might see like Kyorismaki or like, uh, it's like crazy to me that like Podafu isn't a special presentation or like the vendors feels like a classic special presentation. So I think it has to, there is definitely a like, they're prioritizing getting world premieres of things, which maybe is going to fare especially poorly in this year when a lot of those things, they can't have the actors on the red carpets, uh, at least for the bigger things. And some of the bigger things that they could have had actors on the red carpet maybe now just won't be at the festival because they won't come out this year. Uh, like how Focus Features has been advertising a concert, a a, a giveaway for uh, a gala film that <laughs> does not exist yet of theirs. Uh, and suspiciously, uh, there are rumors that Driveway Dolls might get delayed. So yeah, it, it's a mix of things. I think they're doing a bad job if I was not just like both sort of more just in there than I am at New York and just like socially more sort of committed to Toronto and like have people I can stay with and it's much easier to go there. Uh, I don't know that it would even be like a thing I'd consider. I'd just be like, obviously New York is the better festival to go to at this point. But it is like, there's obviously like, uh, if it's not your job, like, taking work, uh, you've got to take a lot more time off of work if you don't want to miss a bunch of stuff at New York because it's two and a half weeks, and, you know, it's not a, a perfect festival to go to either, but uh, it's it's gotten a lot less close. And, you know, maybe they'll announce the New York lineup and that'll be super affected by the strikes and that also will be uh, underwhelming this year, but not looking great for TIFF. But there's, you know, I'll go and there's plenty, already plenty of stuff I'm interested in seeing. And as I've been saying, like, I do end up seeing some of the big buzzy stuff, but that's not necessary. not generally, like, what I base being excited off. So, like, the fact that there's, like, of these galas and special presentations and then the docs that they ended up announcing, like, ten or so things that I'm like, oh, yeah, I'd like to see that. I'm like, that's plenty for this point. Uh, so, yeah, galas, uh, we got the world premiere of Dumb Money. Uh, Fair Play 
from Sundance, Florence Sun, also from Sundance. They've <laughs> yeah. got a Nickelback documentary. It is, it's tough to just like read through them. <laughs> uh, the special presentations are not nearly this bad, but the galas are they're rough. Um, Something called Lee. That's, uh, it's, that, that one's, like, vaguely interesting. That's, uh, it's Kate Winslet, and it's, like, a documentary about right. a photographer, but, uh, Ellen Curras is a really, really good cinematographer, uh, did, uh, uh, Bamboozled and some of the other, like, transitional sure. from film to digital Spike Lee movies, um, she did Eternal Sunshine, uh, so I'm don't know if I'll see that, but that's interesting. Uh, and has a weird cast, like Andy Samberg is in it, Cody Yard, um, and then, yeah, we already knew next uh, goal wins. Yeah. Um, Michael Nyad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nyad is the Annette Benning Netflix movie that yeah. the uh, Free Solo people directed. Uh, that I think IndieWire said that Annette Bening was going to be one of the big Telluride tribute things, and then that's probably not going to happen. Um, the New Boy, which was an uncertain regard movie, though that does have Kate Blanchett. Uh, yeah, the Royal right, Hotel um, is the one, like, sure, oh, that's Kitty a gala Green. I might yeah. actually see. Uh, Kitty yeah, Green yeah. movie. Uh, which that is, that is the one movie I, I saw in this where I was like, yeah, that's a good get. I like that, and I'm excited to be able to watch that movie. That seems good. Who's in yep. that? Is it Garner in that? It's Garner well? and Jessica Henwick. Yes, yes. And then I think Hugo Weaving's also in it. Uh, sounds like it's like a kind of thrillery thing uh, yeah. where they're like on vacation in Australia. I uh, yeah, I love The Assistant so. Yeah, I'll, uh, you know, and that that that'll be at Telluride too. Um, it looked like it could maybe be at Venice, but isn't in that lineup. And they yeah, special presentations. Oh, uh, I guess oh. it quickly today they announced that the new Hayao oh, Miyazaki right. movie. Yes. that's also yes, also we'll a gala. Will be yeah. the opening film, and it is a gala presentation. Yeah, a second gala that I will see. Uh, yeah, this seems like it's uh, the Fableman slot. Sure, yeah. Definitely, oh, yeah. Just, that's uh, the one that's like, great get for them. Candles. Yeah, takes a little bit of the heat off. That's uh, true. They did have Fablemans last year. They they got that. Yeah. They get one. Yeah. They'll get one. <laughs> they get one. They'll sneak one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do like, they, they do have the international premiere of this, so they took it from Venice and they took it from... Tell you right, I I would guess it probably does end up still playing New York, so it won't be quite as much of an exclusive. But they got that that and you know they had they had more than the one last year because they had, like I feel like Glass Onion was like uh, sure that was big for them if not a one A like a solid two which yeah, but that's the dumb money slot yeah <laughs> so I <true>. guess <laughs> <laughs> who's playing um, dumb money. That's a Netflix it's, movie, right? No, it's it's just like I don't know, like Sony or someone. It's just a big studio movie. That movie uh, is like maybe, so. And maybe confusing it with Pain Puff. It's gonna be the is worst. Abysmal. It's yeah. an SNL awful sketch. Yeah, uh, but it is so funny that Vincent D'Onofrio is playing Steve Cohen, current owner of the New York Mets. Sure. Um. And then, yeah, bunch of special presentations uh, going through alphabetically. The first one is the one that uh, maybe is the most caught my eye, which is uh, American Fiction, dir uh, directorial debut by Cord Jefferson, who wrote for Watchmen and Station Eleven, and uh, I think doesn't have a script credit on Succession, but worked on at least a season as a... Producer, or whatever I'm sure did, was in the room, uh, uh, and is uh, an adaptation of a book uh, called Erasure uh, that stars Jeffrey Wright. Uh, so that sounds very interesting, and I think I think that's maybe MGM. Uh, so sure. that maybe will be also out at some point. Uh, they've got Anatomy of a Fall, which yeah. is a Canadian premiere, so also be it. 
Telluride. Uh, they've got this awful looking movie called Ezra that Robert De Niro is in. Uh, Fingernails, the Christos Niku film. Yeah. Uh, also, Not at Venice, maybe could have been uh, with uh, Jesse Buckley and Riz Ahmed and Jeremy Allen White. Uh, will be it. Tell your ride. Uh, Four Daughters was in Cannes Competition. His Three Daughters, another daughter movie. Numbered Daughters. We're up to seven daughters. Yeah, they, we've got, we're up to seven. Uh, world premiere directed by Azazel Jacobs, who did French Exit. This stars uh, Carrie Coon, Elizabeth Olsen, and Natasha Lyonne. Was not remotely aware that this movie existed until I think IndieWire listed it as a a possible TIFF premiere, so uh, interested in that. I thought French Exit was fine. So uh, what do we know about Hitman? It's about a Hitman and Glenn Powell's Glenn in pa- it. Glenn Powell wrote Glenn it, Powell wrote it. Yeah. Oh, I think him and Linklater co-wrote it. I think that's right. Uh... Anyone else in get it? Her first name. Uh, but, someone else uh, in oh, it. Audria Arjona. Arjona. Uh, yeah. Arjona. Yeah. 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 From uh, uh, Six Underground, Morbius. Irma Vep. Triple Frontier. Irma Vep. Sure. Yep. yep. Um, She's good in Irma Vep. Yeah. Uh, Alex Gibney made a Paul Simon documentary. They've got Kidnap, the Bolokio. Uh, Michael Keaton directed a movie, one of many uh, actors who directed movies. Retta is a... also in Hitman. Yes, that's right. Uh, Michael Keaton playing uh, Hitman with dementia uh, in his movie. Uh, and there's like some bad, like boring actor playing his son, I think. James uh, Marsden, rude. Uh, James Marsden is light, slightly less boring than like the guy who. Yeah, than the guy. In my head, it was like uh, I don't know, uh, Jai Courtney or like someone that <laughs> level. <laughs> so James Marsden. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, step yeah, up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. He was uh, boomerang <laughs> or whatever. Captain, Captain boomerang. Boomerang. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you remember so clearly. Uh, like Mera and Last Summer, two can competition movies that they have North American A good movie of. and a bad movie. Yep, we'll see. Uh, Land is Irab was already announced. Uh, Mem the Michelle Franco. Uh, the Corrieta from Cannes. Mm-hmm. There's a movie called Mother Couch. I know I looked up what that was because I, I was like, why is that? <laughs> A movie, and I don't remember. Uh, uh, North Taylor S- Russell, Ewan McGregor, Ellen Burstyn. Wow. Yeah. Kristen Scott Thomas movie also. Yeah, that's a lot of big. actors. She sh- actors yeah, directed that films. one I don't think she is in. She shot that a while ago. I feel like, and Scarlett Johansson is in it. Um. Called North Star. Yeah. If you're, uh, yep. If you're looking for pain hustlers updates, we've got one for you. It's gonna world premiere at TIFF. Uh, Chris Pine again. He is the lead of his movie, which is called Pool Man. Uh, Reptile. Yeah, I, Pool Man. I feel like, like a stoner detective movie. Yeah, the like. Chinatown. Wikipedia article is like it's kind of like Chinatown. Yeah, <laughs> um, I guess of the of the actor directed movies here, that one has some juice. Chris maybe? Pine, just because people cool like guy, Chris Pine, yeah, I you know, he seems to, yeah, is he gonna direct I, a good movie? He's a good actor, so him just being in a movie, sure. I think does more yes. for me than. But he yeah. also, I think he has. Uh, he, I, I feel like he is someone with. We're not gonna get a fool's paradise, you know. That, no, no, it's not going to be that so. good, certainly. <laughs> Fool's Paradise is like a movie made by someone who <laughs> watches, like, cool movies. <laughs> and I feel like worst case scenario is, like, Chris Pine is someone with better taste. <laughs> and will maybe have it in him to, like, mimic a good Pine, movie. Enough. I 
if that I think he's good at being good in bad movies. Mm-hmm. So even if he directs a bad movie, I think he'll be watchable in it. That's a good call. Sure. He's like kind of nothing in Dungeons and Dragons. No, he's fun. He's, he's good in Don't Worry Darling. Maybe. Uh, Reptile's a movie I think I was just aware of because after seeing French Dispatch, I was like, what's Benicio up to? And the answer was this, which is a movie that some guy made that doesn't look very good, but now is world premiering here. A movie starring Benicio Toro, Justin Timberlake, and Alicia Silverstone. That's right. And it's a a two-hour, 14-minute... Oh, that's right. That's who the guy who directed it is. I think he's, like, made music videos, including for Timberlake, maybe. Um, Yeah. Uh, Rustin, I guess we gotta speak up for Andy. Uh, You know, Coleman Domingo, great, uh, great cast in general. Uh, directed by George C. Wolf, very prestigious theater director who did a bad adaptation of Ma Rainey's Black Bottom a few years ago. Uh, Seven Veils was already announced. Way to speak up for Andy. <laughs> I, you know, I took it as far as I could. Um, there's a Michael Winterbottom movie, Sing Sing, another uh, Coleman Domingo movie right. uh, that he also produced, I think. Uh, that sounds more interesting. It like has to do with it, it's like about. I think it's uh, a. I think was both produced, sort of involving, but then also about uh, a group of incarcerated people uh, doing a play, uh, doing Shakespeare, maybe. Uh yeah, uh, the Beast. I think we already said that. Why did they have coma? Uh, no, I, I, I mean, cause there's just, it would have probably had to have been in wavelengths and wavelengths is a small section. I mean, sure. I what don't was know. Zombie Child uh, that? Was Zombie Child a special person? Zombie Child was in, might've been in Masters, which I think it was doesn't Masters. exist. Sure. Um, Zombie Child was also just like constructed more like a movie than Coma sure, is. Sure, sure. Um, and also zombie, it's one of those things where zombie child was the benefit of following up Nocturama, which is like a big success for him. Yes. And then Coma was, had to follow up zombie yes, child, true. which was that. Yeah. Which, you know, I, I watched, uh, one of his first movies, the pornographer with Jean-Pierre Leo, uh, which also like does it, 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 I said in Letterboxd is like what you want out of, like, if, if a like director who's. Uh, so good like that isn't gonna like come out of the gate with a masterpiece this is like the second best thing where it's like oh yeah this is like kind of clumsy and doesn't totally work but it's still good and also in some ways kind of makes a little more transparent just like what his deal is uh and did also just like the fact that that movie like doesn't work, but I was as interested in it as I was. Made me be like, maybe I gave Zombie Child just like a, a touch of a raw deal. Uh, maybe a little more interesting than I remembered. Uh, but yeah, now he's coming off of uh, the best movie of last year. So, and then yeah. and I mean, Tiff played Coma, like not the festival, but they. Screening they showed, program. I think MDMS like a couple did a of, screening pretty recently. Yeah. 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 Because that is when he said that the beat right. will be it too. Yes. Sure. Like, yeah. Uh, there's a movie called The Critic with Ian McKellen, uh, Viggo Mortensen. Oh, I wanted to say that there's a movie here called The Burial, which has this on the TIFF website, has this uh, picture of Tommy Lee Jones and Jamie Foxx giving extremely like. Right. 2011 Apple trailers energy coming out from this. <laughs> uh huh. That's Basically. the um the novitiate 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 the the Margaret Qualley movie sure. uh director uh Viggo Mortensen's new movie The Dead Don't Hurt. He did a movie that was at the Sundance in 2020, and so no one cared about it there. And then also it didn't come out. Uh, but it sounded bad. Uh, now he's back he and he made a, a western that stars him and Vicky Creeps. Didn't he? What? Didn't he make another Tiff movie? Didn't Falling he? might have played at the weird Tiff. 
Mm. Maybe. Um, the holdovers, the pain. Looks awesome. Yeah, that's gonna be great. Uh, Love seeing that trailer mind. big on IMAX. I they didn't show it before Oppenheimer when they saw it, Ooh, but it looks yeah, so good. <laughs> looks great. Giamatti, uh, it's an international premiere, so it'll be at Telluride. Uh, that this is one that I wonder if they. I I would imagine they probably got invited to Venice and said no, just because like they've got that relationship and uh, they love downsizing in Venice, so maybe not smart to say no. Sure. Uh, but maybe you know this seems like it'll probably be better received ultimately than downsizing was. Uh, yeah. world and I mean, like, it, it did the thing where it, like, screened for buyers at TIFF last year. I That's wonder if true. there was just, like, some pre-existing relationship there. Maybe, yeah. That, uh, like, Could went a, a step above Venice. Yeah, because there was a point at which I had heard it was going to be at Cannes, and then that didn't happen. So, yes, may have just been it was kind of just always going to be TIFF. Um, or like when Can asked it at that point, Tiff stepped in and yeah, he somehow made them an offer they couldn't refuse. Um, uh, they were like, we won't uh, program any other movie that could possibly win the People's Choice Award. <laughs> uh, though I I do I feel like Miyazaki might just win in the same way Spielberg just won last year. Uh, and of course, uh, Craig Gillespie is a former uh, runner-up for the worst movie ever made. Uh, the Peasants <laughs> is uh, the movie that the Weltrans directed. They did Loving Vincent. This one's more right. paintings. Uh, world premiere. You drafted this in the Venice draft, Cullen. Yes. Uh, Canadian premiere of Zone of Interest. Together 99 has finally appeared. Uh, yeah. The Lucas Moody Sid movie. Uh, they've got a world premiere. Unicorns, co-directed by Sally El Hosseini, who directed the opening film last year, The Swimmers. Wicked Little Letters is a reunion of Olivia Colman and Jesse Buckley, but they're not playing the same person this time. Uh, Wildcat, one of the movies directed by an actor that I think the actor is not in, uh, but his daughter is. Uh, she's playing Flannery O'Connor. Ethan Hawke and Maya Hawke. Yes. Uh, did I not say Ethan's name? No. Sure. That would that would have been confusing. Uh, and Woman of the Hour, directed by Anna Kendrick, where she plays a, a, a true story, where she plays a game, uh... I think she's the host of the dating game, and there was a serial killer who won it. Whoa. Uh, I think she is a contest. I think she's the maybe contestant. She's a contestant. The she's the a, thumbnail makes it look like okay. she's the contestant. Sure. Um, that's not the, the serial killer contestant. <laughs> I can't imagine. But yeah, I, I guess I don't know how the dating game works either. Uh, one person uh, and three people. Okay. And they can't see they each can't other, see you know? Yeah. Oh, sure. Classic okay, questions. so maybe yeah. she's the one and he's one of the three and she picks him. Okay. Uh, that's... We didn't talk about all the special presentations or galas, but we talked about a lot of them. Um, Some documentaries as well. Yep, documentaries was announced after TIFF. Uh, there, You know, there's some stuff here. There's... Uh, this movie, Bye Bye Tiberius, is directed by Hayam Abbas's daughter uh, yeah. from Succession and is about uh, her going back to Palestine for the first time since she left to move to Paris and become an actor. Wow. Uh, interesting story. Uh, they've got the Wiseman, so that's exciting. Yep. Uh, they've got, uh, a, another, uh, Errol Morris, um, yes, interview, interview John movie. Le Carre. Yes, it's John Le Carre, his last interview. Um, crazy. Yeah, there's, uh, also a Raoul Peck, is the other yeah. big name director about, uh, a black family in North Carolina trying to hold on to land that they own. Uh, yeah, there's this movie that sounds crazy called The Contestant. It's about a guy who is on a Japanese, uh, like, 
game show or something where he had to sit naked in a room for a year. I I read about it at some point and then forgot. Uh, a movie called Sorry Not Sorry, uh, directed by Caroline Saw and Karen Monez, uh about uh, the people who came forward uh, accusing Louis C.K. of sexual harassment. Uh, TIFF, of course, the last place to give Louis C.K. a major platform, at least as a filmmaker. Uh, but then I guess it sounds like it is also about how he has subsequently received plenty of platforms as well. Uh, yeah, that's maybe. I mean, speaking of uh, stuff that's weird optics for TIFF, I... Uh, uh, one one of the many movies, the the one that is at Venice that feels like a big like come on how do you not get that and that it's not like one that'll be out uh, by the end of the year is the Hamaguchi, although uh, I did mention to uh, a friend of ours that uh, I wonder if they are uh, afraid to show it because they were worried they are worried they will take more heat about that. Uh, sponsor of theirs that is trying to develop a park in Toronto, uh, given that that would have some parallels with the plot of that movie. Sure. Uh, sure. but you know, maybe that'll be in centerpiece or maybe it'll get there. There, there'll at least be a few more galas. I think they did also say that the lineup, even after uh, the strike started, is going to be slightly larger than last year across all the sections, so I think, like, I think there's only one less special presentation than there was last year, so I don't think there's going to be a lot more, but, uh, you know, I could see there maybe being, like, four or five more, uh, but in general, I feel like a, a lot last year and some the year before I kept being like with Tiff I kept just being like oh they're gonna add more stuff in special presentations or this is gonna be the year that they try to make platform a big thing again uh, and this year I'm just like this is what we have in terms of the big movies everything else is gravy and there'll be plenty of other small stuff that's worth seeing and maybe this Whoa. time I'll be wrong again what uh what what sections are left wavelengths wavelengths centerpiece discovery uh platform which has been uh, i guess they had uh pipeline last year uh, but that movie's bad and nothing else got any attention though i saw viking which uh, is a movie that was produced in Quebec that has come out in Canada but still doesn't have any distribution, I think, in the U.S., and that was pretty good. Um, and then there's, like, there'll be the, uh, the TIFF Cinematheque stuff with the restorations. Oh, and Midnight Madness. And so there's, there's stuff. There's the TV. We'll see. We'll see what it ends up like, and they, you know, there's they're condensing it down a little bit because we're gonna have the schedule like a week earlier than usual uh, on August fifteenth. So they've only, excuse me, got two more weeks to like announce the rest of the stuff, pretty much, uh, and then. Uh, usually, like, that last week before the announcement, they they have already announced most of the stuff, but they might not follow that pattern this year so that they can use both of these weeks, because there is... I would imagine, like, most weekdays, uh, the next couple of weeks, we'll get something from them, whether it's a movie or... I mean, they still have to announce the closing film, and there will be more stuff. Uh, and somehow I'm not done talking, uh, Iron Claw got a release date, uh, coming out on Christmas, uh, which initially I was like, oh, that's a little weird that it isn't at TIFF, but it could do Telluride or do New York, uh, but the Variety article says no festivals, which seems weird, but A24 does just do that sometimes. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then some movies that, some more movies that have not 
uh, you know, there's plenty of movies that have been, been announced, and some of them are movies that have release dates and either will come out without festivals or will get delayed, and then there's also plenty of just, like, indie stuff that is on my radar but might just be waiting for Sundance. And that could very well be the case with some of these. Uh, eh, not most of them. Uh, but some other movies that have not been announced yet that I will be, you know, I think we've mentioned all these movies before. Uh, Night Bitch, uh, the Marielle Heller that we're excited about, that uh, felt like it could have been an obvious special presentation. There was, you know, it was announced as a Hulu movie, and then I feel like there was some rumblings of maybe they're going to play it at festivals and then decide if it's still Hulu or if they want to do theaters. Um, but maybe now they're just going to wait. Uh, Saltburn, the Emerald Finale, is a movie that uh, Alberto Barbera was asked about, and as he will sometimes do, he was just happy to talk about how uh, he would have liked to show it, but they wouldn't let uh, Amazon wouldn't get it. He he was like Amazon and MGM are like they're the people that are really panicking because they're the ones that pulled challengers though I think he did say that they were never gonna show Saltburn at Venice um and then also said that uh Guadagnino kept asking them not to pull challengers but they did it anyway uh but and, and then he he did the thing that I think he did with First Cal years ago where he said that it was gonna be at Toronto and he and it wasn't he said Saltburn is going to world premiere at TIFF, and then, like, two sentences later said it would be playing Telluride. Uh, he maybe just doesn't know the difference between those two festivals. That's fair. <laughs> uh, the I, bike I riders... I Telluride. Yeah, would make sense. The bike riders, the nickels, uh, I, who knows at this point. Yeah. Um, the Nickel Boys, uh, which I mentioned a few weeks, got an MPAA rating, uh, another MGM movie, uh, and yeah. MGM Okay, I, I guess I I had a weird thing about Saltburn where I had heard from somebody like two weeks ago being like, oh, that's a 2024 movie. That's not coming out this year. And then like a week after that, a new story came out that was like, no, it's coming out in Thanksgiving. So, uh huh. I heard that about uh, the Iron Claw several. I also weeks heard ago. it about the Iron the Iron <laughs> yeah. Claw. I heard like the the person who said it said it about both movies and okay. the Iron Claw. Yeah, uh, which maybe makes sense that someone would think that about Iron Claw if it was a person who is involved with festivals and that festival was being told no, this movie is not available for festivals. That that would be the assumption that you would make. Um. Do, do, do. And then, yeah, Nickel Boy, that, you know, Ramel Ross, uh, his first movie was at uh, Sundance, so would make perfect sense to wait for Sundance. Uh, I know Anjane Ellis Taylor did an interview about something else she's in, where she was asked about both David Renee and about this, and she said that she had reached out to Ramel Ross after seeing Hail Country this morning, this evening, before she even had any idea that he might be interested in making fiction features. I think uh, he was teaching at the college that she had went to, and she just, like, called them and was like, can I talk to Ramel Ross? And they were like, he's not in at the moment, which was funny. Um, but then, yeah, she is in the Nickel Boys. Uh... And then Horizon, an American Saga Part 1, Kevin Costner did not get his Venice premiere, uh, you know, maybe decided that uh, he didn't want to deal with uh, the type of uh, sleepless nights that Bradley Cooper is apparently dealing with, uh, trying to figure out how he's going to deal with presenting a movie that he directed but also acted in while... Sag is striking. That's it, I think. Anyone got anything else? Um, we might have a New York main slate next week. They yeah. it feels a little early, but they I feel like it's usually the week after they finish the galas, uh, and then lots more 
Tifta. Right, uh, this is just on the I, on the uh, topic of where stuff's at of like uh-huh. movies we've been talking about. I saw some rumblings on Twitter that the Malik is like not even close to being done. That, <laughs> That's uh, funny. He like uh, halted basically after COVID and like has not oh, really picked it back up. Interesting. This is just some rumblings. Sure. I, saw. I mean that. But, uh, it's possible that would be yeah. too bad, but you know that, that's so we'll see where we're at with he, that. That's how he goes. Um, I get you know that I, I left out like all the like A twenty four is like very much back in the like what the fuck is going on in that like you they, they like I guess they do now have the Iron Claw which that got a release date but they it does just feel a like wide release date which is crazy yeah yes. It does just feel like they're going to run out of movies to put out this year, If they, even with that, if they don't, like, have a few more things get announced for festivals, because it's, like... And maybe that's what they want, because they pulled Problemista, I guess, but, like, they've got Zone of Interest, and they've got All Dirt Roads, Taste of Salt, that have premiered, and then that's it. I, th- I guess they have Occupied City, which is Apple sure. and is four hours long, so that if it plays theaters, it's going to be barely. Uh, that's something that maybe could have been in the doc section at TIFF, but then there would sure. have been two four-hour documentaries. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's like, uh, there's like, uh, Clever Mendoza-Filio had a documentary at Cannes that I heard was pretty good that... Maybe that'll show up somewhere else too. It because they, you know, they put documentaries in other sections, but it does feel like there could have been a few other big directors in there. Uh, but yeah. What was the? This is a crazy. What was the Golden Bear winner? I don't even remember. This it, year, was, it was that. That was, was the a documentary on the Adamant. Yeah, that's, that's why I thought about it. But that, yeah, and that could totally be in centerpiece, or um. For sure, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think these announcements, I think... I kind of have a picture of my mind of what New York is going to be now. Like, I think it is fairly easy to, like... If you gave I, me, like, the 20 main slate spots, I feel like... There's, I like, get, 35, like, but yes. I, I've yeah. been doing this since before we had these lineups. And, yeah, it's going to look good. I mean, I... And, like, there's Spotlight, too, because, like, I don't know if they would ch- put Fincher just in the main slate, but they could also put him in Spotlight or, like, do a weird thing like they did with Armageddon Time last year where it gets, like, not a gala slot but is in the main slate but also is more of a thing than just being in the main slate. Uh, yeah, they're going to look good, I think. Yeah, and yeah, they're also they're look good. yeah, they're also just like are a bunch of things that like I have seen that are good that are like wavelengthy currency things that like just all of them aren't gonna fit in wavelengths. Especially because there's there, there's like a lot of long movies around. Like there's the Wang Bing documentary from Cannes that's really long, The Delinquents, which I love, which is really long, that just, like, they're, uh, la- like, certainly last year, uh, they just weren't, I think Pacifiction was kind of the only long movie in Wavelengths, as opposed to, like, 2018, they showed both the eight-hour-long Wang Bing documentary and Le Fleur. Yes. Uh, so there's just, like, less space for Wavelengths, uh, I was told that there's going to be more, uh, like, short feature and a short pairings in Wavelengths than usual this year, which makes sense. One of those might just be um, Cinema Guild acquired the Pedro Costa short and said yeah. that they are going to distribute it paired with In Our Day, the Hong Sing... No, not In Our Day, In, in Water, Water, the Hong Sing Su that was at Berlin. Berlin. Yeah. Uh, so maybe they'll just do that at TIFF. And then there's also the Godard short, which I feel like would be tough to just put in a shorts program 
uh, can showed that like with a documentary about Godard, but it sounded like the documentary wasn't very good and they had to like show the documentary first so that people wouldn't leave. Uh, yeah. So yeah, there's, yeah, there's I, stuff. I feel like, you know, I, I like a short and a long, I like a dinner and a I, movie. Yeah, I know? prefer I, I it like... to the, the like short Sh- programs. Yeah, yeah. I feel like Andrea Picard uh at the one of those last year uh which was eventide and horse money was like i always feel like this is weird like it i'm just like picking two things that just like have to have something else and it, but like i thought that it worked pretty well and what it was like just interesting to hear those two directors even if the movies didn't you know, they, they like, played fine together. They didn't have a ton to do with each other, but it was just, like, interesting to hear them talk to each other. Uh, so, yeah, yeah I... It's like, I like shorts, but fine shorts blocks yeah. sometimes a little, like, either... T- tiring isn't the right word, but it's, it's a little... Just, it's just, like, you... They all... they. It's hard for more than one or two of them to, like, stand out. You, you Like, yeah. I feel like... It's not do I, a lot of times it's not doing the shorts a benefit. Yeah, yeah. Like you're not. No one is gonna like have a clear memory of all of the shorts. Uh, is my experience. Uh, I don't. I I've been thinking. You know, I went to both of the wavelengths shorts programs last year, and I'm thinking this year maybe since I uh, will have this recorder and also will not. Uh, will be busy like right after the festival and won't be able to record as much. Maybe I will just try to get some groups together like directly after those shorts blocks uh, to kind of debrief them a little bit and see if we can uh, get some thoughts out on all of them before half of them evaporate from our minds. Uh, So maybe look forward to that during the festival. Yeah. It's festival season. If you want to follow the podcast on Twitter, you can do so at Can I Kick It. If you want to follow us on Letterboxd or Instagram, we're at CIKIPod on both of those. You can email us any questions at CanIKickItPod at gmail.com. You can donate any money to us if you'd like to at coffee.com slash CanIKO-FI.com slash C-A-N-N-E-S-I. We're also on TikTok at CanIKickIt. We have a blue sky now, but I don't know what it is. We uh, you our theme songs by True Related, who's on Spotify and SoundCloud at True Related. And if you want to follow any of the four of us on Twitter, I am at Clatchley, Andy's Andy T Germ, Emilio's I'm Laugh Alone, and Jesse's JCP Glick Weber. And now I will release the audience. Bye bye.